Welcome to the Young Adult Podcast and thank you for joining us for another episode. We hope you enjoy it and that you learn something of value that can be taken into your everyday life. Please give us a five-star review and any feedback sent to ya at championschurch.org.uk. Welcome to another episode of the Young Adult Podcast. This podcast is a little bit different. We have a live audience in the room right now. So it's the first one. I'm a little bit nervous. I'm not shaking at all, but it's all good. No problem. So I've got a panel here, the, uh, the Young Adult Social Team, um, and they are all going to introduce themselves, starting with Caleb. My name is Caleb. I'm 24 years of age, and today I found out that my name is a Hebrew name, and so I feel very intelligent right about now. It's a good word, I like So, that. yeah. Some of you like, have you only just realised <laughs> <laughs> that your name's in the Bible? I've just never really thought about it being Hebrew before, so I feel very intelligent right about now. So that's me. Love that. I'm Hebrew. Good to meet you. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Next we've got Leah. Hi, I'm Leah. Um, what can I say about me? I'm pregnant. Come so on. So those that can't see, if you're listening on the podcast, she is uh, heavily pregnant. Yeah. The baby's due in November, which is very exciting. And yeah, that's me. First time on the platform. Come on. We've got a cot. Hi, my name's Oka Oka. Can I just say something? This is not what we rehearsed. We rehearsed everyone saying their name and moving on. I don't have a fun fact. I don't... um... (laughs) Yeah, so we're going to move on swiftly. Thank you. (laughs) Yes, I love this. Well, my name is Tanila. I'm 29. Um, I'm from Brazil. Yes. That's a fun fact about me. Um, don't ask me to speak Portuguese. Can you give us the full name in Brazil? Yeah, go on. Um, right, so it's Danila Costa de Oliveira. Fancy. Fancy. I like this. Brilliant, brilliant. So, guys, thank you again for uh, being here on our first ever live recording of the podcast. And today we're actually going to be talking about purpose. Now, purpose is a broad subject. Um, it can mean something to someone for someone else, it might be, I'm, I'm really not close to it, I feel a bit lost, etc. So we're going to start off, I'm going to aim this straight at Caleb. So you're going to be the first one speaking, here we go, there we go. So purpose, do you think there's like a pressure to find purpose? Because like everyone's in different places, do you think there's a pressure to, to go and find it? Yeah, I think one of the things um, that I hear people ask above most if not all questions is what is my purpose Um, I'm trying to find my purpose I'm trying to discover like why am I here Um, so to answer the question I do think there is a a pressure um, and hopefully this episode is going to be beneficial because I believe that we are kind of itching where a lot of people are scratching so to speak Um, so I think you know A lot of people in this room are asking the question, what is my purpose and how do I find it? So I do believe there's a pressure. Anybody else? Do you think there's pressure? Yeah, I was going to say, I think it's a bit of a buzzword. Like you talk around it, everyone's like, oh yeah, my purpose is this. Or you don't know what your purpose is or you know you should have one, but no one knows what it is, what it means to have Mm -hmm. a purpose. It's kind of like, you know, purpose. Yeah, I found my purpose yesterday. What? <laughs> Under the sofa. Yeah, like I just, I found my purpose yesterday. But what does that actually mean? I don't think um, a lot of us have ever had an opportunity to sit down and discuss what that means to us. So there is a lot of pressure, I would say, as well. 
That's good. That's good. So, with with people feeling pressure that they need to find their purpose, I suppose what would be really good, um, Tan, would be what does like purpose mean to you as a, as a broad subject? I think, um, like touching back on what you guys said, especially being twenty nine. I had like a, a moment a couple of weeks ago and I was like, oh my word, I'm 13 and 40 days. Um, and it literally got me thinking like, what is my purpose? What have I done? And I think we can link that a lot to our personal lives and like our working lives mm -hmm. and just think, um, what, what, what does that mean for me personally? So I think um, like, especially throughout COVID, there were moments that I would just sit there and think, what am I doing right now there's going to have an impact mm -hmm. in you know when i'm 30 when beyond that um and i think it's just sometimes we link it a lot to what we're doing in the moment um like work wise yeah. um and you can make like we just we make decisions um based on what we think our purpose in that moment is yeah um and you can be like oh my purpose is um have some money um get a house or find a, a husband um so i think that's it and for me i think it's just what do i do in my days mm -hmm. that's really my purpose like loving people um and just doing what i can um do you think purpose is more around a journey versus like an end goal saying like oh that's where i want to be yeah i think so because if you think about um where am I gonna go? You you stop, and you won't necessarily be what your purpose was, um, because you it's really hard to define. So this is a tough one. Sorry. Yeah, I know, and you like <laughs> gave it to me as well. Um, no, I I think most people think in the moment. Mm -hmm. So if you ask the same question next week, someone might have a different answer. That's good. Yeah. There we go. Thank you, Tan. Um, you mentioned there the word impact, and I feel, per personally I feel like, especially young adults, you know, we're all at different stages, we're all at different ages, however, um, impact is something that people really want to make, and we do all have an opportunity, every single person listening to this podcast, every single person in this room has an opportunity to make an impact, but for me, it's, there's a bit of a difference between impact and purpose, because an impact is kind of like a one-time thing, right, there's my name, there's it. It, it's up in lights and you go, oh, great, but actually it didn't have the longevity. Um, I'm not sure if anybody else wants to add to that, and I'm looking at you, Mrs. Nock. <laughs> yeah, I think I agree massively with what Tan said about you can kind of put your label of the label of purpose on your job or like, oh, I want to be a doctor and I'm not going to live my purpose until I get that. I've got a very boring, mundane job in a job centre. So, like, I can, like, go to work every day and be like, oh, you know, um, I don't have a purpose in this job. I'm just doing it to get money, to pay for our house, to pay for our future. Mm -hmm. But actually, it's, it's about what you do in that, in each moment. So, yep. you know... Although, okay, my job is boring, okay, <laughs> oh, I'm not going to save lives and I'm not going to, you know, I don't work for the church and I don't do um, crusades or whatever, but I can actually reach people where I am now and I can reach people by being who God has called me to be. And I think that's the biggest thing with purpose is actually realising who God created you to be um, and when you can realise that for yourself, you start to live in the purpose of God. Come and on. And 
it's not about an end goal or where you want where you want to be and it's always great to have goals it's always great to have I want to be here and I want to aim for this but that's not what purpose is about and that that's a really big thing for me is you yeah. need to realize in God who you're called to be first then you live in your purpose each day and the mundane things that you do like you just you you can reach people and live your purpose yeah, yeah. I wonder if anybody from the job centre has actually listened to this podcast. Maybe. You're just sorry if you are. <laughs> Put it on the loudspeaker. That was a great answer, by the way. I think really we could just call it a wrap now. There you go. Thanks I for listening. Like, <laughs> feel like it's a really was short episode. Actually. Yeah. <laughs> no, that, that was, was really good. good. Really good. Well done. Um, Caleb actually called me um, the other day, and we were talking about like the, the prep for this and the planning, and you mentioned about like different parts of uh, purpose so Caleb could you el elaborate on that because that's a great flow from Leah's answer yeah absolutely I heard someone recently I'm not going to take credit for it because uh, it does sound quite intelligent but uh, I know my name's Hebrew um, <laughs> but um, <laughs> um, I heard someone talk about recently um, and this is going to sound really deep but I think it'll it'll get practical um, that there is a believed um, amongst you know, many trusted voices. There is a believed, what they call the fourfold function of man. So what are the four kind of purposes that man was created for? And I just found it really interesting when I, when I listened to this. So they said the first, the first of the four is relationship. So man is actually created for relationship. So if we were to summarize tonight, what is my purpose? I think it is simply put, your purpose is to have a relationship with your creator. Like, I just think that that's as plainly and as simply as we can put it. Why are you here? You're here for a relationship with God. Um, you're here to enjoy who he is. And you're here to be enjoyed by him. Like, you are the object of his obsession. You are his creation, the apple of his eye. You're here for relationship with God. Um, and then kind of attached to that, you're here for relationship with other people. Yeah. So that's, that's, the, that's the first. Uh, the second one is, is character, um, which you could summarize as becoming like Christ. Um, you know, going on that, that lifelong journey of becoming more like Jesus every day. So it's relationship, it's character. The, s the third one is function. So it's, what am I here to do? Like, well, what, am, what are my hands going to find to do in this life? Um, and then the fourth one is uh, reproduction. But I just found it interesting that function was not, and is not, the primary reason you're here. There you go. But it's as if, like, we spend so, and I can relate, we spend so much of our time, what is my purpose, what am I supposed to do, but you're actually putting it in the wrong order. Yeah. So whereas function is number three, we're oftentimes putting it at number one, yeah. and we're neglecting number one and number two in search of number three. There you go. Which is function. Mm -hmm. um, good. And so I just think when we realize we're here for a relationship with God, an ever-growing, ever-deepening, ever-enriching relationship with God, um, to touch on what you said, you don't, you don't wait for this destination called purpose. Mm -hmm. 
which I think is crippling too many people. Yeah. It's like when I get to this job, when I get out of this job and into this job, when I get paid this or, you know, when I have these friends, then, you know, my purpose will kick in. The problem with that is that we overlook the purpose that's in front of us. Mm -hmm. And where you are now. And where you are now. And Jesus said, um, the Ten Commandments I'm going to summarize into one. Love God and love people. And and when you realize that is actually your purpose, it doesn't matter if you're the cleaner, the administrator, or the CEO, you can actually do what Jesus commanded every single Christian to do, which is love God and love people. I can do that right now. You are doing it right now. Well, I'm trying. <laughs> Some people are easier to love than others. <laughs> right, we'll edit that bit. <laughs> Would you like me to name and, you know... I just want to work out anyway. who you're looking at. <laughs> I'm just looking at the wall. That was good, though, because function, like, literally in that description is the third one. And I think a lot of people try and add purpose to... It's very easy when you talk to people about purpose, it's a job. And it's, oh, yeah, I want to be that next stage. But... Even when you reflect and look back, you get to that stage and then you want the next one. And then you want the next one. So actually, that end goal is not the end goal. That's just like a stepping stone as part of your journey. Um, I suppose, have you, have you, Tan and Akok, got anything to add on those on, on that breakdown or function in particular? Um, yeah, just kind of to just reiterate what's been said. I think that if you think that purpose is a set position, you will always be chasing. You will yeah, never, ever, ever feel a sense of, um, I don't know if accomplishment's the right word, but I'll use it, a sense of accomplishment that, you know, I, I'm doing what I'm supposed to do because literally there's something next on your list and then it's the next thing and then it's the next thing. And then with that would come disappointment and then a lack of peace and then you're kind of spiralling into a place where you even you now don't know what your purpose is you've mm. dug yourself into a deeper hole um you know if you started to say you know my purpose is to be a doctor and you had the six years and you got there but you know you got there and now you want to be a surgeon so that's what another two years then after that you want to specialize and that's another three years and then you're kind of looking back like what have i done with i'm not good at maths work it out what have i done with how many years of my life and then you are now kind of heading in a direction of, I'm disappointed, I'm, I'm lost, I'm confused, and therefore, which is where some people end up, it's like, I don't have a purpose, or this whole thing is pointless, or there's, there's no logic to this whole thing, and that's because your focus was on the next step and the next step and the next step, rather than what is God saying to me in this step? Who is around me in this step? What kind of place have I been put? You know, even in your office, what kind of people have you been put around? Yep. Rather than kind of thinking, I want to be, you know, in the manager's role, and you're looking at the manager's office, look at the people in your office. And sometimes purpose will actually hit you in the face once you start a conversation, <laughs> and someone's talking to you like, oh, my gosh, like... After that conversation, I know why I'm in that office. Yeah. I know what I need to do for that person. And I think one key thing is for us to slow down in life. That's good. We're very quick, very on to the next thing, very, um, I don't know who said it, goal-orientated. You know, by 29, I need to do this. But when you were 25, 
there was so much that God wanted you to do in your first job that never got done because you were focused for 29. And so I think if we slow it down and we stop and we take a look at where we have been positioned, where we've been placed and who is around us, we will feel a lot more um, peace and a lot more feel just knowledgeable about what we're doing in this moment. On that, um, you, I saw a quote on Instagram and I feel like you posted it. Or Come on, I love a good quote, I'll do. Somebody posted, posted it. it. Yeah, because he, yeah, he's always posting <laughs> inspirational Thanks. things. Um, and it says something along the lines of, don't be so busy in the moment now um, looking for what's next when actually you're currently in the middle of what you were recently like praying for or yeah. believing for. Yeah. So a couple of years ago, you were believing for where you are now. Um, and actually now, because you're looking ahead again, you're kind of forgetting that you're actually already where you've prayed to be. Yeah. And it's really important that you don't, you're not constantly looking forwards, forwards, forwards. It's important to look forward. You shouldn't be, you know, we shouldn't be looking backwards. We shouldn't be like living in like, um, the past. The past. However, be focused as well on where you are now and what you can do now in the position that you are in. Like in the office, there's conversations to be had. You've been placed in that position for a reason, and that's really important. Mm -hmm. And I think going back to Caleb's comments about number three, was it function? Um, a function is still important, and what is great in a church like we're in is you can be functionable on a Sunday every week you eat there's times that you can serve there's things that you can do to be functionable if that's a word it is uh, now it is now so you can still have a function in the church and doing things for God but that isn't number one so your heart needs to be right first once your heart's right then you need to get out there and you do need to be doing things like we kind of serve every single week. We've, we're here, we're ready, we're open to do whatever God's called us to do. So it's not just like, I'm just going to sit and get my heart right and read my Bible and that's just what I'm going to do with my life. The Bible does say that we should serve. The Bible does say that, that you know we should be active and we should be doing things. So it is important to have that functionality as well, but your heart does need to be in the right place and you do need to be right with God and that isn't the number one, but it is still important, if that makes sense. That is good because if people come to church and think, oh, I need to be, I have to serve on a team to be functional, I, I do like that word and that is going to exist now. It's a bit like poddy. On the poddy. <laughs> um, but the, it could be that you walk into church on the Sunday and there's that one person who's just on their own and you're that one person who's been put in that position to go see them and go and speak to them. Now, that's not up to anyone else. If you see that opportunity, that's why you're there to go and speak to that person to make them feel welcome. Number one was relationships. There's your opportunity. Go do it. This is good. This is going to get a bit deep. Man, this is good. We'll lighten it up and we'll just do a quick poll <laughs> because what you said was very good, but I loved how you began, began your point because I feel like I hear this a lot nowadays. Put your hand up if you've recently said, I saw on Instagram recently and then proceeded Ooh. to share something very inspirational with someone. <laughs> it's like the fountain of all wisdom. Everything's on Instagram. Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> that's good, that's good. Um, 
when when you might not know what your purpose is, but if you go and do an act or you go and fulfil something, what what are the feelings that you instantly feel? Because I'm I'm conscious that people might not know what their purpose is. However, when they do something, they get all this overarching emotion, which is positive, but they don't kind of capture that and go actually. I really enjoyed that. That's why I'm here. So I suppose, uh, Tan, what what feelings do you think you would attach to someone who uh, is in that moment of finding their purpose or finding that opportunity of purpose? I think peace. Um, so about five years ago, I was doing a job that I was like so fed up and I hated it. And I would come home and just cry and be like, oh, I hate this job. I hate where my life is right now. And then as soon as I... Like, people spoke to me, like, my best friend, she was, like, in that situation with me. She would, like, she's not a Christian, but she used to speak life into, like, a new job and a new, just new friends, new things to do. And um, as soon as I made that decision, I stepped into what I, at the, mo at the time, I didn't think that was my purpose. But I just had this instant peace and I knew, oh, this is where I'm supposed to be. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. So I think that's the one word I would attach to it. If you feel at peace and what you're doing, um, that's what you're supposed to be doing or at least building up to do that. So That's a good word. Any other words to attach to um, purpose? I'm kind of the opposite, Ooh. I would say. Ooh. <laughs> fight, no, as in fight, I, I fight. agree with peace, <laughs> but Split I think another emotion that probably I think people focus on is the feeling of like you want to run away. I think sometimes when you've been called to do something, you have the talent within you to do something, and it's within your purpose to do something, everything in your body tells you, yeah, I'm not doing this. And so, yeah, you, you do get a sense of peace whilst you're there, but maybe, I don't know, wh whatever it may be, after or before you do it, you're like, yeah, I don't want to do this, or I want to run away, or that was the worst thing ever. And it's just this little piece of you that, you probably know that uh, you know I'm, I'm in my element, but everything else is screaming run. And I think, yeah, that's that's for me personally. That's something that lets you know that okay, maybe this is something that you need to pray about and be like, okay, I actually really am scared about this whole thing. Does that mean that it's the correct thing to do? Yeah, I think that's good because I think sometimes you can kind of you don't want to do everything that's in your comfort zone, and if you just sit in your comfort zone. You're never gonna do anything that's kind of, um, you know, has an impact. But as well as that, so you're reaching out of your comfort zone. I find a lot of the time when I kind of am about to do something and I'm like, oh, I don't wanna do it. I wanna run away. Like, I don't wanna have that conversation or I don't wanna go over, I don't wanna do that. I don't wanna leave my job and I don't wanna do this. When you pray about it, God gives you that peace. Amen. And that's like when you really know that actually this is what I need to do because God's peace is like unbelievable. And without that in your life, I don't know how people live life without God's peace because as soon as, m as, soon as my like, body comes out of a place where God's peace is at the centre... I'm like a nervous wreck and anxious and everything kind of takes over. 
and sometimes when you kind of need to get out of your comfort zone that feeling comes but then you pray about it you're like god okay you need to you need to show me is this the right thing for me is this where i need to be is this what i need to do and the peace of god will come if it is the right thing so i kind of think they come hand in hand even though they're opposite I feel That's like... That's good. Yeah. We've got a new host of the podcast. <laughs> You've not invited me before, so... Oh, <laughs> called out. Um, so, so with that and, and those two kind of different perspectives, Caleb, have you got any examples of where you've been in a position where maybe you haven't felt the peace, but you know it's kind of the right thing to step into? And you're getting all these emotions of, I need, oh, I want to run away, I don't want to face into it. You prayed for it, you've got that peace. And then, I suppose then, without going too worky, but the, the output of that is X, Y, Z. Yeah. I think, um, I think some time ago, it, you know, for me, I'm, I'm in a unique position where, like, early on, I kind of knew what I, what I wanted to do and I realised... That's I'm, I really find someone like that, you know, so I realise I'm not kind of here as a model citizen for how everyone tends to feel. You know, like my, um, you know those meetings they have at like the end of secondary school where it's like, uh, okay, let's talk about what next. And when I told them what I wanted to do, it was, yeah, I don't think they'd heard it before. So which university? You want it? Yeah, you want it? You go only on work where? Um, so I think for me, but we were having a conversation around a lovely uh, bowl of chilli a few minutes ago. Um, I think it was us. It'll be embarrassing if it wasn't. Um, or it was in the coffee shop. It was one of the two. Uh, where, you know, I, I was saying, like, for me, kind of growing up knowing what I wanted to do, which what I wanted to do was just build the house of God. For me, it was never like a, I want to do it in this position. It was just, I want to do it, however that looks. You know, I thought at one point it would be like as a musician and then kind of that evolved. Um, but I just knew. So for me, I've kind of reached the point where serving God is like there's no plan B. Um, now, you know, I have the privilege of being able to lead people and lead a ministry and things like that. And there are certainly times where I'm like, it would just be easier to give up. Like, it would just be easier to throw in the towel. There are times where it's like, I just, I don't want to do this anymore. It would just be easier to just not do this. But I know it's the purpose of God for my life. Do you have to have like a conversation with yourself at that point? I think the conversation goes like this, what else? Like, w what else are you going to do? Pretty short conversation then. That's a pretty short conversation. Um, and I think there may be some people in here who can relate in the sense of you know what God has put on your life to do and the kind of has to get to a point where you're like, what else? And I'd say for every Christian, you kind of have to get to that point because following Jesus is not always easy. Being a Christian is not always easy, but you kind of have to get to that point where you're like, what else? Like, it, where, what am I, I going to do? And I'm not just talking about a job here. I'm not talking about being a pastor no, here. I'm it's, just it's like, everything. as a Christian, what else? Yeah. Like, where else am I going to go? What, to what else am I going to turn? Um, so there have certainly been conversations, but I just know 
I just know there's not a plan B. Um, so I just push through the pain, I push through the hurt, I push through the challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if that answers the question. <laughs> <laughs> so you got to that point where you're going to go, okay, well, what else am I going to do? Yeah. So that example of where you've done that, yeah. then what has the output and what has that done for you? How has that made you feel? Yeah, I think, you know, um, when I was thinking about purpose, I was thinking about... Um, what did Jesus come to do? Like, he's got to be our ultimate, you know, like role model. What did Jesus come to do? Jesus, he came to serve. He came to serve people. And whatever, like, whatever sphere of life, whatever capacity we do life in, that is ultimately our calling, is to serve people. And again, whether you're the administrator, the CEO, or the cleaner, you know, a college student, that's just, that's our purpose, to serve people. Um, And I think on the other side of serving people is seeing what God can do in people. Um, Somebody once said, you can't change people, but you can serve people. And when you serve people, God will change people. That's good. And so the best bit about what I do is seeing people flourish and realizing I don't, I don't cause that, but the Bible does talk about you and I being like sowers of seeds. So we can sow seeds and we can water seeds and it's God who brings the growth. Um, so I just have to keep that in mind. Like if I give up, if you give up, uh, there are people counting on you and there are people counting on me. There are people in your class who are counting on you, whether you know it or not. You're not there by accident. You're not there by mistake. God has positioned you with those people for a purpose. Um, in your workplace, in your office, in your family. God has positioned you right now where you are with a purpose. And I just think if you give up and if you choose to ignore the purpose that's right in front of you, who knows Who knows what impact that could have on other people. And so I would like to think that, that me choosing at this point not to give up and hopefully never choosing to give up, that there's just going to be some seeds sown in people's lives. And who knows, you know, what they'll grow to become. There you go. Watch this space. So I suppose with people that you want to encourage, I'm going to open this out to you guys as well. How important do you think it is to be surrounded by um, people who inspire you? Or it could be that they challenge you, but you know that there's um, purpose for them or there's um, work to do on them, hear me right about that, where you go, okay, actually I am that person that can help help them, inspire them, encourage, etc. How important is it to be surrounded by good people? Um, yeah, I'd say it's very important. I think because of a, lo- a lot of the time, people see things in you or you see things in people that they don't see yeah. that probably a lot of the time is paramount to their purpose. You know, um, I don't know where I read it, so sorry that I can't quote it, but I was reading it spoke about how, (laughs) it spoke about how, um, you know, when when God made us, we are all made in the image of God, but God is not a 2D God. He has so many faces. And so whereas, you know, Tan can be a loving person to show the love inside of God, you know, someone else might be um, 
somebody that's very forgiving to show the forgiving side of God. And so we have this whole world full of people that are supposed to show the different faces of God and the different characteristics of God that then, you know, works into their purpose to point the way to Jesus. Sometimes you just can't see that in yourself. And if you don't have anyone around you that can say, do you know what, Akart, you're, you're really good at that, I've noticed. You're actually really, really good at that. There's a talent, there's something that God's put within you that I think is tied to your purpose. You might go through life just never knowing it. You might go through life and never recognize it. And again, it's also important to do that for other people. And I think, obviously, as believers, it's... Um, we are the ones that are going to tie it to purpose. Whereas other people outside might be like, oh, you're just a really friendly person. We know there's more to that friendliness. And we know that we need to encourage and cultivate that friendliness to aid that person, what God's called them to do. So I think, yeah, it's really important to have the right encouraging people around you. That is good. Tan, is there any any people, you can name them, uh, but is there any people where they, they've uh, shone a light in you and, and you've reacted to that to, to then progress and, and find more purpose or purpose in a different direction which maybe you didn't think was there originally? Yeah, I'll say um, definitely my closest friends um, and then like my pastors, I think, because they see things in me that I don't necessarily see myself. Um but most definitely like my mom, um, especially because you need someone. I think in this day and age that we live in, like with Instagram and seeing other people achi achieve what you think it's their purpose, um, you can easily think, oh, why am I not at that level? Um, and you need people close to you to like talk you out of that ledge, kind of, of, you know, oh, I'm going to just change jobs again or I'm just going to, get out of this relationship or oh, I'm just going to do this other thing because I think it's the purpose is there. So I think you just need people around you that will see you for what your purpose is and kind of like just steer you in that right direction. So, yeah. It's always good just to um, get feedback, I think, to understand where you are because we all have a, an, a, an image of ourselves where we go, actually, oh, I'm quite good at that. But someone's going, yeah, but you could be better. You know, or maybe have you thought about this? And it's getting that, going back to relationships, if you have these relationships with people where you can depend on them, get honest feedback, but you know it comes from the right place, then that is going to build you as part of God's plan to get you to the purpose and the journey to get there. And I think it's really kind of good to have open, honest, vulnerable conversations and just say, hey, I'm not good at this. You know, I... I'm just struggling, this isn't, I don't think for me, what do you think? And let them tell you, and uh, I do say this a lot, especially at work, but two ears, one mouth, you know, listen. It's good to listen because people will tell you, if you're willing to listen, people will tell you, and then you can move forward, you can progress, you can feel more fulfilled because then you're going in the right direction, and it's good then to get that conversation, get that relationship built stronger, and then that can develop even further as well. Can I just say something on that real quick? Um, I say this because uh, I've had that very specific instance happen in my life. And so I'm not saying it kind of to, you know, self-promote, but just because I can think of a real personal instance where, um, and this is why I think like serving in church, being in church like you'd it just provides so much opportunity and I actually think one of the ways you discover what you're good at 
is is by serving in God's house. Um, and I remember growing up in youth, um, like when I was just attending youth, and um, I think Adam, shout out to Adam, um, was the youth pastor at the time, and I just got given an opportunity to do something like on the stage with a microphone, and I was young, and I, I seem to recall whether it was like the first time or just after a couple times, like people kind of just went, oh, we think like, yeah, Adam may tell you, no, it didn't happen this way. <laughs> this is how it was told to me that it happened. Um, either that or Adam just got paid off to, you know. Um, but just kind of people like my leaders, like Adam, just went, oh, we kind of think we see something in him. Let's, let's kind of give him another shot. Um, and then that has like had a big impact on what I do today. And so I think that's a real life instance of having people speak into your life and go, we see something in you. Um, and if you feel like tonight you don't have that person or those people, don't wait for them to come to you. Yes. Go to them. Um, this may not be 100% true, but I think it'll spark something in each of us. And that is like, what if the last time you grew was the last time you asked for feedback? That's good. Like, because saying that probably scares a lot of us because we're like, shoot, when, when, when have I ever asked for feedback? Are we open to feedback after this podcast? No. <laughs> I no, don't want to okay, go. that's fine. I'm Thanks. content. Um, <laughs> no, absolutely. But I, I just think don't if 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 you if you're not fortunate enough to have those people in your life don't just don't spend the rest of your life waiting for those people go to someone who you trust go to someone whose opinion matters to you whether you know them really well or you just see them from afar and go hey i i, I we had a couple come to our house recently and before they left they said um you're our pastors tell me one thing i need to know and i was like Wow. And it was just refreshing because I thought, how much is that person so desiring to grow that it's like, here I am, laid bare, vulnerable, tell me something I need to know. And I'm like, God, give me the courage <laughs> to be like, well, to tell you. They weren't asking me, they were asking mom Thank and dad. You. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but it was like, God, give me the courage to be that bold with people. Like, to go, hey, tell me, tell me what I need to know. What am I not seeing? Yeah. Um, and I just think feedback is one of the fastest ways to grow. And I also think it's a great way of discovering your purpose. Yeah. So it's vital. There you go. That's good. Go on now. If you look at my work, when you like want to be progress and um, be a leader or a manager, called three sixty feedback 360 degree feedback and you this. basically send it all you send it to everybody in your team or you send it to your colleagues and they put to you anonymously what they think about you oh, basically that really is risky and isn't it's it like, <laughs> i'm like i'm never doing that because <laughs> <laughs> I, I do not want to know what you like think of me um no but it is something that is like oh it's scary <laughs> it's like do I want to know what people really think? But then, like what Akot was saying earlier, you know, you can run away from 
things because you're like, I don't want to, I don't want to know, I don't want to do that. But you're never going to grow or learn if you don't. So it's a really, it's a big thing at my work. Like, have you ever done any of that? Have you ever done any 360 degree feedback? And it's like, okay, maybe that is something. But it then kind of does highlight to you, a what you're doing really well because actually. You are, everybody has got amazing strengths, gifts, talents, but also things that you can improve on. And it is really important to know that nobody's in a perfect position. So everybody can learn. Everybody's got stuff that, you know, you're not the best at. I kind of, I manage a team at the moment and um, I will say to my team, I know that this is not my strength. So I need your help in this, you know. I can do this part really good, but this part I'm not so good at. So this is where I need you really to step in and help me. And they appreciate that and understand that. And they're like, oh, actually, yeah, like she knows herself. And I think when you know yourself, you, you're going to achieve more because you're not just saying, oh, I'll just do everything and I'm the best at everything. You're actually acknowledging there's things to learn on, there's things to grow, and there's things that actually you, you're just not born with those strengths and people can help you with that. And, you know, you can work together and kind of come up with uh, an end goal that's better together. So, yeah. And on that, in terms of, like, strengths versus weaknesses, a lot of people, they focus on weaknesses and they go oh, I'm not good at that so that's where I'm going to spend most of my time but what a waste of how good your strength is when that could be even better and don't waste that time going oh I'm really poor at this I'm going to spend 80% of my time to get that from 20% to 40% when actually you could turn that 80% where you're naturally really good to then 100 and really excel. Um, 360 feedback sounds nerve-wracking <laughs> I'm not sure we're ready for that just yet um, but I suppose now is a good opportunity to kind of open it up two people if anybody has any questions which uh, relate to purpose or any topics that we've discussed tonight so, so if it wasn't picked up the question was um do you believe in a plan b and what's the second part and should you have a plan b one thing i was going to say earlier which i think will answer that question was um going back to the pressure of purpose. Um, we serve a very gracious God who um, who I don't think expects of us half as much as we think he expects of us. We're like frantically trying to discover our purpose where I think he's more like just relax. It's coming. Like I'll, I'll lead you, I'll, I'll guide you. And I do feel like um, I do feel like we fear that we've missed it. Like, oh no, have I, was, was, was that job it? And I said no, so it's over. Yeah. Um, and someone, I heard someone liken God to, you know, like a satnav, where it's like you kind of miss your turn. But the satnav doesn't like shut off and go, well, I'm sorry. <laughs> you, you know, you missed it. You missed it. What does it do? It it just re reroutes. That's good. I like that. And and I just think that takes a lot of pressure off of us because we're like frantically trying to stay in the will of God, like the will of God is a tight rope. And I think it was Pastor Mark who who described it more as is kind of like more of an open field, and we're trying to stay on this tight rope, hoping not to fall off. 
And uh, I just believe if we if we take the right turn, uh, the wrong turn, God is gracious enough to to reroute. Um, so um, I don't know if that directly answers your question, but hopefully it just kind of takes the pressure off. Like I've got to get Plan A and nail it, and because if I don't, I'm screwed. Should you have a plan B? I don't see the harm in having a plan B. Like, I think if you've got this, like, oh, this is what I really want to do, but if that doesn't work out, I can I can go for this, and this is going to work too. I don't really see that there's, like, a harm in that, as long as you are, like Caleb says, relaxed in it and just allow God to show you, what like, the right way. I yeah. don't think... You, d- you know, you don't need to have a strict plan A and a strict plan B. And if it doesn't, like, oh, what, what do I do? I think there's no harm in having a bit of a, a structure and thinking, I'd, I'd love to do this, but if I can't do that, yeah. I'll do that. And that's fine too, and I'd love to do that. I, d- I kind of don't see the problem in that, but I think it's about allowing God to show you the right way. And like you said, if you do make a wrong turn, which you will, um, <laughs> you really will, Um there's been many a times in my life and I've been thinking, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to marry this guy and my life's going to go this way. And actually, no, it's not. <laughs> not talking about that. <laughs> no, it's not going that way. Cut and this. God has got a better plan. Yeah, and I yeah, think yeah. it's really important to know that you're not in control. And as a bit of a control freak myself, good. that's difficult to understand and to like, Ooh, <laughs> yeah. I'm not in control of this. Actually, God, God's got a plan and it's not plan A, it's not plan B, it's God's plan for your life. And you can have a structure and think this is what I'd love to do and this is where I'd like to go. But just be relaxed in it and allow God to show you like where he wants you to go. And I think you kind of can't go wrong then. It's almost like you've done this before. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to just kind of add on to what you said at the end. I'll take it a step further. I don't think there's a plan A. I don't think there's a plan B. I think when you think like that, purpose becomes a position again. And so if you miss one position, you think you're onto a second plan, but there's no position. You can find purpose whether you're a doctor or a nurse or a cleaner or the CEO. So there is no, okay... There's no set route to purpose. I think that's what we need to throw out, that there's a five-step plan to get to purpose, and then I'm there. And if I've missed step two, that means I'm, like, onto the second purpose. Maybe God has a first purpose for me, and if I turn this way, then I'm onto the second one. You have one single purpose, and within that purpose, you have multiple callings to get there and to fulfill that. And, again, so just relax. There is no such thing as, like, I've, I've completely missed it as long as... As you go on your daily walk, you're always turning back to God. Kind of just like, am I still this way? Okay, cool. Then you go a little further. Then it's like, still? Okay, cool. And then once you are in a in an office or a place, again, it's removing from your mind that a position means purpose. And then you will never miss your purpose. That was really good. Oh, my God. I might be out of a job. <laughs> Yeah, please don't all just like <laughs> quit your job now and then come to us <laughs> and be like, what do we do? <laughs> we didn't need need that. Brilliant, brilliant. Um, any other questions? Greg? <laughs> <laughs> you, can come, you can come back in. It's okay. Poor Greg. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Um, no? 
Brilliant. Anything anything for the for the second time? Any <laughs> anybody from the platform got anything Going left unsaid that you wanna that is on your heart because um me it sounds like we have loads of conversations, Caleb. We talk all the time. <laughs> I'll just listen, two ears one mouth. Um <laughs> So uh, we were having a conversation the other day and just before uh, we ended the call, I just said, like, is there anything on your heart that you actually just want to say that nothing's left unsaid? Because I feel that's really important because in that moment, in that time, if you've got something that you want to say, just say it. What's the worst that can happen? So I suppose, like, to, to Tan, Akat, Leah, Caleb, is there anything that you would uh, like to get off your heart with this opportunity to speak to young adults here in the building and online? Is there anything that you would like to, to close on? Not one of them has moved their mics. I feel like I should say no, something. You, don't you know have what I mean? To. No pressure. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. I think, should we? Shall I just pray for people? Pray Do you want to, can we pray on the podcast? We c- if can we, we pray on the podcast? If we haven't done it before, we can yeah, do it now for no. the first time. Okay, no one responded, so I'm just going <laughs> to go with it. They're, they're not really sure either. Go for it. Um, yeah. I, I just, you know, I want I want people tonight to leave just feeling like the weightiness of the, the pursuit of purpose has just dropped off. Yeah. Um, and just to to realize that, that purpose purpose goes where you go. And I just think what you said there at the end of COP was gold. Like, maybe there is no plan A and plan B. That's good. Mind blown. <laughs> oh, I'm going to just go and sit there and just listen. Um, but that uh, that's really kind of our heart for everyone tonight and for us all, that it's yep. just like we don't carry this heavy burden that I don't think we were ever intended to carry, but we just allow, you know, the gracious God, who he is, just to lead us through life and and, and believe that kind of things will happen and, 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 and kind of purpose will be discovered. Um, as I kind of evaluated the last... 24 years of my own life I I thought to myself you know what Caleb you can't give yourself any credit for where you are today and I just think so I can't get up here and be like well here are the three steps that I did to find purpose I'm just like this is God so if that's how it happened in my life then I can't sit here and pretend to be like do three steps because it's like well hang on a second I didn't do three steps I think there are things that we can do to steward our lives well, um, but I think ultimately we got to trust trust that we're flawed, but God is gracious and He'll get us to where we need to be. So uh, let me just pray that over every person and every person listening um, to this, watching this, and um, yeah, God, we thank you for every young adult. Um, maybe there are people. You want young adults listening to this, and um, God, we're in the same boat, and uh, I just pray that the pressure that so many people may have felt is is just alleviated from them. Um, God, that we would not overlook purpose that's in front of us for purpose that is somewhere out there in the distant future. God, help us not to miss it. God, what you've put right in front of us, the people that you've called us to serve, um, the mission that you've called us to fulfill, loving you, loving people. Um, God, I thank you that you've taught us tonight we can do that in any and every season of life and uh, we can do it whatever we're doing. And I just pray that that would become apparent. Uh, But we also believe, God, that you've given us unique gifts and talents.
that have been uh, put inside of us to 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 fulfill something here on earth during our short stay. And so I just pray for every single gift, talent to be unlocked within people. I pray that you'd surround people with voices that are going to pull that out of them, um, to to speak life into every individual, for them to see what you have put on the inside of them, that maybe they cannot see themselves. I pray you'd give us the boldness to seek out feedback and to say to people, hey, tell me what I'm good at, tell me what I'm not good at. God, give us the confidence and the courage to have those conversations. And uh, for any person, God, who feels as though they've missed it, that they've missed the opportunity, that the one big shot that they had has been and gone, I just pray that tonight you would remind them God's in control. It's going to be all right. And uh, you do a wonderful job of rerouting us where we take wrong turns. So I thank you for this night. Thank you for every person listening, watching in the room. Uh, God, I pray that you would have your way in each of our lives. We ultimately tonight surrender to your will. And I pray your will be done in each of our lives, for we ask it in your name. Amen. There we go. Thank you, Pastor Caleb. Um, oh, wow, here we go. We didn't even put the board up for applause either. Um, so, yep, yeah, guys, thank you very much for listening. If you listen online, the audience, thank you very much for uh, being here in the room, being involved. It's been great to have you. Um, the people on the platform, Tan, Akot, Leah, Caleb, thank you very much for your time, for vulnerability, for speaking about, you know, your own experiences, which are very real, which is, you know, where we're going to connect with young adults. Um, any feedback for the podcast, hashtag poddy, uh, send to ya at championschurch.org.uk. And we look forward to bringing you another episode soon. Thank you.